Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. You're listening to Today Islam, and we're broadcasting all the way, almost live, by the way, all the way from Lawrenceville, New Jersey, where we're sitting at the new masjid. They opened up here in a small house and gathering. It's very nice. Community's growing here, and alhamdulillah, a lot of good news coming from Lawrenceville, New Jersey. So uh, we thought on today's program that we would do kind of interreaction. I'm going to talk for a few minutes on a subject, and then I'd like to open it up for questions and answers. I'll ask all the questions, and you give me all the answers. That works good for me. I learn more that way. And we'll have some fun, inshallah. By the way, with us today is one of my favorite sheikhs in Islam, as uh, our brother Zakiyuddin Ashraf from uh, originally from Pakistan when he has his research center there in Karachi where I visited very nice by the way and um, we're happy to have him with us and I wanted to mention by the way too that in the Arabic language whenever something is possessive you then you use the kesra e like uh, for instance bait means house and if it's your house you say baiti my house so I was thinking because uh, Imam Zakidin is uh, kind of like my sheikh, I'm wondering if that makes him shaky. <laughs> you accept that? <laughs> I know I'm pretty shaky sometimes. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> now that set the tone, you can get an idea where we're going to go from there. <laughs> That's why I said earlier, if it's a choice between me and the air conditioner, keep the air conditioner on and I'll be quiet. <laughs> so, uh, in our new program called Today Islam, one of the things we mentioned is that we used to be called Islam Today. A lot of you already know us by that name. You know our website by that name. But uh, for over a year, the, an organization in another country wanted to get this website from us. So, we sold it, finally sold it to them. And so uh, now we have our new website called Today Islam, and they have all of the ones that say Islam Today. They have the .com, the .org, the .net, the .cc, the .info, the .ca, the dot, 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 the dot, dot, dot. So let them have that, and they're very good, and they uh, know what they're talking about uh, in Islam. In fact, some of the scholars over there in that organization, very big organization, multi-million dollars, Organization and some of their scholars over there are actually some of my teachers. So it's uh, and they asked me. They even sent one of the scholars to talk to me, convinced me to sell it to them. And uh, finally, I accepted it. And by the way, that's how I got this computer. <laughs> so alhamdulillah, give us some more things to work with, and uh, we're trying to do more here, and they're trying to do more there. So it all works out real good. For those of you who know me, alaikum and for those of you who don't know me. Then I'll tell you, I'm Yusuf Estes. I'm the National Chaplain for the World Assembly of Muslim Youth. I'm actually what they call an institutional chaplain. It means I go into prisons, military, universities, and hospitals, and any place where they need a chaplain to go. And a chaplain in the Arabic language, you don't have such a thing, but we have kind of like imam or maybe even better da'i, somebody who calls to Islam. Just remind the people about Islam and like that. So alhamdulillah, today... I thought we would talk about what's Islam and who are the Muslims and then get into the subject about where we are today with Islam and what's happening and maybe help us figure out what we ought to do next. Okay, let's start out. What is Islam? Who will tell me? If somebody walks up to you today, I told you we're, we're going to do interaction. That means 
I'm going to ask you questions and stuff. So somebody walk up to you today, right? And you're in America, right? And they say, are you one of them Muslims? And you go, yeah, sort of, <laughs> Muslim. <laughs> but... Um, well, tell me, what, what is that Islam anyway? What, what do y'all do? What's Islam? Who will give me the answer? Who would like to volunteer the answer? What will you say to them? Uh, no, you have to raise your hand. It doesn't work like that. Okay, what is it? Submission. Oh, very good. Anybody else have something that you would say? Hmm? Yes. Peace. Good. I'm glad. I wish I would have called you first. You know why? Because he gave the right answer. <laughs> I wanted to pick on somebody who said peace. Abu Atif. Alhamdulillah. Why I'm saying pick on you is because this is what most people, most Muslims are making the mistake. That when people ask you what's Islam, they go, peace. And they hold their fingers up like a V, you know. They say, peace, Islam is peace. I'm telling you, this is not the 60s, right? And you're not hippies, so, you know, like, get off of it. It's not right. If, if Islam is peace, why don't you tell me Islam alaykum? Huh? You know the word for peace. What is it? Salam. So if they said, what's Salam? Then you say it's peace. But if they ask you, what's Islam? Now give me the answer. Submission. Submission. And actually the word Islam has the word peace in it. Let me explain why. Because it's an Arabic word, and you have to tell people that. This is an Arabic word that's very inclusive. It has a huge statement. Islam is a statement that is so big that you can't say it in English very easily. That's why you don't hear anybody translating it. They just say, Islam, what are you? I'm Islam, I'm Muslim, you know. It comes from the root slim, or sin lam mim, or salama. This is so you get the, get the root for it. And from that comes the word submission and surrender and obedience and sincerity and peace. And these five words all work together and whoever does it, whoever does totally, completely surrender, submit, obey in sincerity and in peace, then they're a Islamer or mu-Islam. Because in Arabic we don't use a suffix er, we use the prefix mu for the one who performs a verb. Got it? So, that's it. One who totally and completely surrenders, submits, obeys, in sincerity and peace, he's a Muslim. Now, to who? Who is this to? Is this to the government? Is this to Bush? Is this to Musharraf or Mubarak? Who is it to? Allah. Allah. Who is Allah? That's the next question. Who is Allah? What is Allah? Why don't you say the right name? Why don't you say God? What will you tell him? Who will give me the answer to that one? Raise your hand. What is it? Yes. Creator. What else? Well, another word. Give me some, somebody else. I'm not rejecting. I'm just saying give me another word. Sustainer. Okay. Who will give me another word? Almighty. Powerful. Somebody say... Uh, Tell me why you use Allah instead of God. Can I just say God? It means the same thing? He's saying it's different. Okay. He's saying no, you don't like this, what he's saying. Tell me what do you think? Allah. It's just Allah. He don't want you to say God. 
No. Why? What's your language? Urdu. Urdu. And you know there's something wrong by saying God, don't you? It doesn't work. Something inside of you is going, uh-uh. But do you know what it is? Hmm. Well, watch this. In a way, it might be correct. Did you have something? Yeah, he's saying with the word God, you can come up with plural or like gods and goddesses and genderized. And, but when you say Allah, right. Okay, let's look at the root word in the Arabic language. What? Yes, what do you have? Allah is what? Allah is the right word. But okay, and I like it. You say that. Allah is the right word, not God. But But why are you saying this? Okay, but if you say Adam used this word, then the Christian or well, non-Muslim is going to go, huh? What's the proof of that? He don't want to buy that. Ah, oh, that's what I wanted. There we go. There we go. Okay, are you becoming shaky? <laughs> yes, you're right. It's because there is a word in Arabic for God. It's called Elah. Or ilaha. And we say la ilaha. There is no God. Illallah. Except Allah. Why do we insist on this word Allah? Why do we like that so much? Well, because first of all, it's Allah's name. And he calls himself that, as brother said. That's what Adam called him. But what's our proof? Well, we're going we're gonna to deal with that for just a second. I want you to think about it. Because when I've talked to non-Muslims about this, they got pretty excited when they realized that we had some authentic, more authentic than what they have. Let's talk about what we have, and then let's talk about what they have, and then draw a conclusion at the end. First of all, what we have is a word from Arabic which means the Elah. But it means the only one. It's singular, cannot be made plural, and it cannot be genderized, as in goddess, as opposed to God being male and goddess being female. It cannot be genderized, it cannot be pluralized. This is very important. Next of all, it is the name of the God, the God. It's what he gives himself. They're going to say, well, where do where you get that from? Because they're not going to accept what we say from Quran, but we say, well, are you a Christian or a Jew? Do you accept that these religions have been here for a long time? Yes, okay. I would call your attention immediately to the fact that there are Arab Christians, and Arab Christianity dates back 2,000 years. Okay, and what is the word used by Arab Christians to describe the God that Jesus worshipped? Now, do you see how I snuck that in there? The God that Jesus worshipped. You like the way I did that? <laughs> yeah, I do that because I'm setting them up. Because in a minute I'm going to ask them to worship the God that Jesus worshipped. And they will say, well, I don't know. Well, I have a, uh, two Bibles from the Arabic language. What do they call it? Kitab al-Muqtis? Is it, anybody know what they call it in the Bible? The sacred book. Kitab al-Muqaddis, I think they call it. Huh? Or in Jew, but I'm saying that in other words, holy, holy book. So I have two of them. And on page one, in the book of Genesis, the word Allah, Alif Lam Lam Ha. This is there 17 times on page one. 17 times. That's what they call the God that who prayed to, Adam. And that's how I'm going to bring in what you said. 
because it's the book of Genesis. It's the first page. It's before he created Adam. He's already called a law. And then I'm going to now look and see what do they have. They're saying God. Well, is this a proper word to use? Did any prophet ever use the word God? Did any book ever have the word God in it? Because if it does, this is a valid point. I'd like to explore that. Let's see. Now, God is what? That's English? He'll say, yeah. Okay, when did English language uh, come into play here? When did it come into existence? Do you know? Did Jesus speak English? Did Moses speak English? Did Muhammad, wasallam, did he speak English? Well, I doubt it. And I'll tell you why I seriously doubt that. Because there was no English until the Normans invaded the Saxons in the year 1066 A.D. Go get your Funk and Wagnall. Go get your dictionary. Go get your encyclopedia. Look it up in the Britannica and see what you get. There was no English before 1066. That means it's not even a thousand years old. It's a new word, relatively speaking. So we're going to, I guess, go with the older one. If you don't mind, I'd like to use the word that the ancients used when they talked about the God. We don't need to give him a new name. I mean, if you insist, I won't stop you from saying be God, but if you want to be more authentic, why don't we go back and say what Jesus, peace be upon him, said, what Moses said, what Abraham said, what Adam said. Can we do that? Or you don't like to be reasonable? So now you're turning, turning it around the other way because these people are coming to attack you. Why do you say Allah? Well, let me ask you a question. Why do you say God? You sure don't have authority for it. And subhanAllah, I've watched many people stop because then they started to think. Because I asked them, if you'll just stop and think for one second, if any of what you're saying is incorrect, if any part of your accusations that you're making toward Islam, Muslims, Quran, Muhammad, Sallallahu if any part of what you're saying has any flaws in it, would you like to know? Would you like to know if you have some mistakes? And they say yes. And then if, if it turned out you had some mistakes, are you willing to then look with a more serious tone or voice toward what is Islam and who are the Muslims? Are you willing to open up your mind to, to take another judgment here? Or are you just kind of like biased and prejudiced and stuck with what you got? I'm setting them up because basically now they've got to either acknowledge they're willing to listen or they're going to have to turn away. And if they turn away, let them go. But if they stick on that and they say, yeah, let's learn more, then just go to the next subject. What is the Qur'an? Who will tell me what's the Qur'an? Because they're going to ask you these questions. What's the Qur'an? How will you answer that? I'm asking you. I'm an American. I'll go to you. Hey, man, you got one of them Korans? You believe in that? What is that anyway? What is Koran? Now, what are you going to tell him? How will you answer him? What will you say? Revelation of God? Who will give me another answer? Yes? Words of the law? Who else will give me an answer? Guidance? Okay. Somebody else? Give me something? Anybody? There's a divine book revealed to Muhammad Anybody else? That was too hard on... Uh, Abu Atif a while ago, and you guys don't want to say what the, a lot of Muslims will say. Yeah, it's the Bible of the Muslims. <laughs> How many of you heard that before? Come on, be honest. Yeah, that's what I thought. But you're not going to say it because you know I'm going to tear you apart. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
It's not the Bible of the Muslims, and we know that. But this is what a lot of people say. They'll say, well, it's kind of like the Bible is to you. No, it's not. Okay? Because the Bible to the Christians is what? A translated piece of fabrication that may have some truth in it. Okay? That we're not allowed to insult, because we can't. That's a part of our belief. We cannot insult the Bible. But by the same token, we cannot give it full credence or authority due to the fact that it's been translated and it's been corrupted and the original no longer exists. Therefore, we can't deal with that. Now, most of you, have, do we have any Arab speakers here? And somebody that is natural Arab speaker. One, two, any others? Just two? Okay, for you who are Arab speakers, you know that there are things that you take for granted. For the non-Arab speaker, he's not used to that. It's easier to fool them. And they may say something not realizing what they're saying. This is why I try to make a habit to always encourage all of us to learn the basics of our religion before we open our mouth and say the wrong thing. Because when you start to talk about the Quran, be very careful. There are some of our best and most famous scholars who are willing to die for what they believed about the Quran. Not just to die for the Quran itself, but even for what they believe. For instance, the Quran is not created. It is not created. This is an important part of our belief as Muslims. It's not something somebody can come up and change, is it? It's not something that Muhammad, peace be upon him, made up, is it? No, this is a part of our belief. So the early scholars used to say it's not created, and one of them was incarcerated for that. He was put in prison and held in prison for years because he refused to say the Quran is created. And that was a Muslim ruler, a Muslim governor who was holding him uh, like hostage in a prison simply because he wanted to say the Quran is not created, but rather that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it and sent it down. So let's talk about what is Quran, where does it come from, what does it mean? The word Qur'an comes from what root in the Arabic language? Who knows that? Qira'at. Qira'at. And there are some other words that we use every day that have to do with this word. Like what? Yaqra. Qira'a. One who reads the Qur'an is a Qari. And one who, um, when he's ordered the, the emphatic, when you order someone to to recite it, you say, Iqara. So I'm going to ask you now, how many of you always, when you say the word Iqara, you think of the word read? Right? It's wrong. Yes, it has the, one of the usage of the English language for read is to recite poetry. That's why they translated it into English by saying Iqara means read. But it doesn't mean read in the sense that you read books and go and get a college education. That is not what it meant. It's the emphatic order to stand and recite something for me. Iqara. And that's the first word that came and was revealed to Muhammad wasallam. He's being told, recite the Qur'an. And he said, La'anabikari. I'm not of those who recite. And then he was commanded again. The angel commanded him again. Grabbed him, pressed him to his chest, released him, and he told him again, Iqara. And he said what? Ana'umni. I'm illiterate. I don't read and write. And again, the angels let him know, you don't understand what I'm telling you. He grabbed him, released him again to Iqra, and he's telling him, I can't do that. And now, listen to what he says, Iqra bismi rabba, 
The beginning of the 96th surah of the Quran, which is called Surah Al-Alaq. And this, these phrases are reported to have come all at the time when he was in the cave of Hira in a mountain called Jabal Nur. And that's in near Mecca. Okay? And so these words translate to English more or less as read or recite in the name of your Lord who created created the human being from a leech-like clot of blood, an alak. Read or recite, and your Lord is most bounteous or generous, who taught man by the use of the pen, taught him what he didn't know. Unfortunately, those who don't really know the Arabic language or the tafsir or the, uh, the explanation of these verses have misguided us in some ways by telling us that this meant read that we're supposed to go get a, a university education, become PhDs and go out here and, and that's what we're all about. How many of you ever heard that explained that way before? Yes? That's true. And it's not correct because the Prophet ﷺ graduated from what university? Well, first of all, there were no universities at that time. That concept of universities really came about with the Muslim scientists. The Muslim scholars are the ones who really established what we call universities today. How many of you knew that? The oldest university on earth is where? Cairo. It's called Al-Azhar. How many of you been there? Didn't go yet? You've been there? Alhamdulillah. Beautiful, isn't it? And mashallah, over 1,000 years old and it's still there. How many of you know this side issue? Because they always talk to us about how we treat women, that women are never leaders or anything. How many of you know that the first, the first one who was in charge of Al-Azhar University was a woman? How many of you know that? Yes, it was a woman. A woman was the leader, the teacher, and in charge of the university. That tells you something right away, doesn't it? Because no woman in the Western world ever had these kind of credentials, even until less than a hundred years ago. Hello. So now, what do you say to that? And they have no answer, because they didn't know this kind of history. But we want to stay on our subject, which is the Quran, and, and I want to use a little bit more time for this, because it's very important for us to know this. The Quran is not such that can be altered, or played with, or changed. And it is mu'ajiza, it's a miracle. It's the existent, extant miracle of Allah for all the human beings to look at and understand. When you hold it in your hand and it's a book, it's not Quran, it's called what? Kitab. Kitab Allah, the book in your hand. This is representing the Quran, but it is not the Quran. We must give great respect to it and honor to it. We mustn't, you know, uh, let people step on it, things like this. Absolutely, we know that. But at the same time, this is not the Qur'an, because if it were the Qur'an, then this is an amazing statement here, because a person could take that, and I've seen it happen in prisons, for instance, that a non-Muslim guard will come along and he'll take their Qur'ans and he'll rip them up. Or he'll do something bad to it. Or he'll change it. Or he can, one of them put, uh, you know, pig oil, what do they call, lard, and he put it in there just to uh, insult the Muslim. He did that. Now, 
can somebody do that to the Quran? It's impossible. Allah is protecting the Quran. And if you say the Quran can't be changed, but you're watching this man change it right there, then you would be confused if you didn't understand this basic point. Quran is not this thing in your hand. This represents it. Now I'm going to give you an example just so you'll understand. Because we've got some youth here that may not catch what I'm talking about. Anybody know what a dollar bill is? Yes. You know what a dollar is, don't you? Is it money? It's money, isn't it? But what's a hundred dollar bill? It's more money, isn't it? A lot more money. But it's on the same size piece of paper, isn't it? Same amount of ink, isn't it? Why is one worth more than the other? How could it be? How could it be that is there more gold in it or something? No. So that's not really, really the money. What it is, it represents money. Do you understand that now? It means that you can get so much gold for that or so much silver for it, okay? In theory, you can't really, but you're supposed to. But what I'm saying is that this dollar represents money, but it's really just a piece of paper. So the Quran represents the Quran, but it's not the actual Quran itself. That's why it's possible to print it and make mistakes in it because it is not the actual Quran. Just like if you're printing money, they could make a mistake and put the head upside down or something. It happens. So that's how we understand the Quran is something that's a miracle. It's from Allah. It's very special to the Muslims. And it's not like their Bible. They don't have anything that comes close to it. Let's finish it up with this. The Quran is Quran when it's being recited. So you can hear the Quran, but you can't really look at it. Meaning, now I'm not talking about the book, of course, but you can't see the one that was revealed to Muhammad Wasallam. but you can hear it from Muslims. How many of you here today memorize the whole Quran? Raise your hand. You got the whole Quran. One? Huh? They don't want to raise your hand too shy. How many of you have at least half of the Quran? Half. Or a fourth. Four or five Jews of the Quran. Alhamdulillah. Good. How many have one Jews of the Quran? A thirtieth part. Alhamdulillah. And how many of you memorize at least five chapters of the Quran? Everybody in the room memorized at least five chapters. Now, ask somebody who's bothering you about the Quran, ask them, how many chapters of your book did you memorize in the original language? And the answer is zero because they don't even know what language it came in. Ask them, what language did Moses speak? And they don't know. What language did Jesus speak? They're liable to say Latin. They don't know. We're very clear on this subject. We know he spoke one of the Semitic languages, which is what? Aramaic. He spoke Aramaic, and the ancient Hebrew language of Moses is very similar to Aramaic. They're very close. And the other language, very, very close, is what? Arabic. Many of the words are interchangeable. Yom means day. They have Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. We have Yom Juma, the Day of the Gathering. So the words, even the letters seen and sheen and raw are in the Hebrew language. So these are similar languages. And you speak one, you can understand the other. Very simple. 
and they say assalamu alaikum and we say assalamu alaikum so very very close isn't it how many of them have any clue about their book so no it's not like the bible the bible to them is the bible in the english language 1611 translation at the time of king james and they don't even know that the first edition that came out had so many mistakes that the very next year that they had to issue another copy they had to read they had to do it again because they had so many mistakes a few years later they found another mistake they had to do it again because one they left a word out and it basically meant that if a, uh, that a prostitute was the right way and it meant to say that it was not the right way but they left the not out of it and it made a problem they made jokes about it they called it the prostitute bible yeah but they made a mistake and when they put so many of them out there so it's only one word out of you know so just like tell the people to change it you know but what we're saying is that our Quran is not changeable and this is the final point now final point is that over 9 million human beings have memorized the entire Quran cover to cover walking on earth today over 9 million people alive today have memorized the entire Quran from Indonesia to Texas from Bangladesh to Saudi Arabia, from Egypt to Canada, from England to Australia. Every place you find Muslims who memorize the whole Quran, it's the same Quran. It's not another version. It has 114 chapters in it. All of them start with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Illa Wahad, except one. Which one? Circle Tawbah. Everybody here agrees. And, and I didn't tell you that ahead of time to say that, right? But you know that. And every Muslim knows that. If he memorized Quran, he knows that. But ask them what they know about their Bible. How many books are in their Bible? They don't know. I do. It depends on which Bible they have. If they have the Catholic Bible, there's 73 books. But if they have the Protestant Bible, there's 66. And they don't even know that. And yet they're going to criticize me. This is so strange that a person with no knowledge of his own religion wants to criticize me about mine. If you don't know your own religion, what makes you think you know mine? If you've been lied to about your own religion and you bought those lies, how about if maybe somebody's lying to you about my religion too? And it really makes them stop and think. Because they have to back up and say, Oh, well, why do you do this and that? And say, How do you know we do this and that? Where did you get that? From the internet? Do you believe in the holy internet? Is that some kind of... I'm serious. You, you don't buy that. Everything you hear on TV is true. Is that right? Every single commercial is exactly true. They never lie. Hello? The Quran is a miracle. How many books are like the Quran on earth? Go get one and bring it. Show me. And today, what's the number one selling book in the West? In the West. Hello? The Quran. Well, yeah, but that's because, you know, the people are afraid and we didn't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's still number one seller, isn't it? And the Prophet ﷺ said that Islam will be on, in every house on the earth before the last day. Actually, the way he said it was, the last day is not going to come until Islam has ended every house on earth, whether it's made out of the hair of the animal or from the mud or stones. That's what he said. And guess what? It happened. Islam everywhere. Now people know something about Islam. Most of them don't know the right thing, including Muslims, but that's beside the point. 
they know there's something called Islam. And it's our job, you and me, to educate ourselves and then share that with each other. So that's what we're trying to do today. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back after this. You've been listening to Today Islam. We're broadcasting almost live all the way from Lawrenceville, New Jersey.